This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. That be no, let me know. Let me. Seems like streetlights glowing Happen to be just like moments passing in front of me So I hopped in the cab and I paid my fare See, I know my destination I have such a love-hate relationship with Kanye West I love this song surprised you even give him a chance thought you couldn't stand the guy um you know like part of me feels bad because i you know legit he has mental health issues yeah but i just i hate that his mental health issues manifest itself in a way where he treats people like shit you know it's one thing to be a little unstable and a little erratic but he just like treats people like garbage whether you go back to the taylor swift incident whether you talk about like pete davidson being with his ex-wife or even just the way he talks about his ex-wife from time to time like he's so manic with that Mm -hmm. i just wish that he was i don't know if hollywood was destructive different if this was like 50 years ago we wouldn't hear as much about it it's just social media you can send out a tweet and we all see it and we're like oh damn i don't even like all Kanye West songs. I just love this one. This one's like, I think, 10 years old. It's been around for a while. Do you know this one? I don't know this one. I've been listening a lot to I'm in love with you with a Who's that? Kanye West. What song is that called? Uh, Heartless. Oh, Love Lockdown? Love Lockdown. Yeah, I don't know if I know that. He's got you a lot of music. Love Lockdown. My You'd other like my other favorite Kanye West song is uh, this one right here. This one actually made my Christmas 2020 video. Christmas 2020 <laughs> video. <laughs> well, what was that? Wait, Chris, no, Christmas and New Year's, not this past year, the year before. And uh, hang on. Oh, I got the volume here. This is what I can hear. Oh, yeah. Classic Kanye. Yeah, this is old Kanye. I like, you know, it's the same with Drake. I like songs where these artists do some singing, and it's not all just, like, talkers. I don't like straight talkers. Same with most hip-hop. Hip-hop, I want to hear some kind of, like, sample or some kind of mm-hmm. uh, singing in there. Mm-hmm. A little, not just beat someone doing the poetry, you know? Totally. Yeah. And the weather's so breezy Man, why can't life always be this easy? I'll tell you, I, speaking of Kanye and Kim and that whole world I am slowly becoming a much bigger fan of Kim Kardashian Yeah, well, I, you're also watching the show I'm watching the show <laughs> uh, The show, I think, is a bit ridiculous Yeah um, They try and create drama and drag out the stupidest drama forever Like the whole thing, this entire season And this is the first time I've ever watched this show before It used to be Keeping Up with the Kardashians now it's the Kardashians, and it seems like they have more control over it because they're it's their own deal that they're doing with Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, they they spend like so a big storyline is Courtney and Travis Barker. Okay, they're now married. So what's the problem? The problem is Scott Disick. <laughs> Scott is um, the ex. Okay, yes. who was like treated Courtney like shit. He's a total douchebag. I hate that guy. <laughs> 
and he's such a crybaby. Yes. And the whole thing is, is that like he doesn't have really a family of his own, and the Kardashians, who are very family centric, which is admirable, mm-hmm. they said that they'll always be part of. He will always be part of their family. Sure, he's I mean, the dad of the kids, right? Exactly. But now it's like there's been some events where, because Travis is there, they didn't invite Scott. And Scott's <laughs> having a shit fit about it <laughs> and getting mad at Kendall. And Kendall's always been on Team Scott, but like is like fuck off with your drama. And mm. you know, like it just, but it, that keeps coming up, and it's like, oh my god, you you can tell that they don't really care that much, but they're trying to just have a storyline. Oh yeah. Yeah. And listen, and like, doesn't Travis get to have a relate? He's a stepdad for those kids now. So isn't it his turn to have a little bit of a relationship with them, too? And they can go see Scott when it's Scott's weekend or whatevs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Travis know? has his own kids, too. And they, yeah. look, it's, uh, but I will say about Kim Kardashian, what I what it has really won me over is seeing, you know, just how hard and dedicated she is at getting her law degree mm-hmm. and her activism when it comes to prison reform and also trying to... To, um, to get people who are wrongfully accused out of uh, tough situations like death row. I mean, there was yeah. one episode. She's literally on the phone with a guy who is going to be put to death later that day. And he's felt like he was innocent? He was. It, it, m- most people are pretty sure the guy got like a bad deal. Shut you up. know, like fucked up um, uh, court case, uh, evidence that was sketchy. Like, all, oh, you know, like there's been so many examples of this. And this is just like one of those guys where they, they, they were they weren't even like asking for him to be like released. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, like, don't kill the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let him have it's too, his it's too court sketchy again. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy, it, it, it was, you know, it always comes down to the wire. It always comes down to the state governor who's like will they pardon them in the last minute yeah and uh anyway so this guy is like headed towards death and he's on the phone with kim kardashian and she's crying and and then he ends up like consoling her and then she's talking about how ridiculous it is that someone who is in this situation is consoling her Mm -hmm. but she feels so horrible about it and um Anyway, and helpless. I'm and sure. they did help get another guy off. She got like all her celebrity friends involved in putting pressure on this governor to get this guy not released, but like off of death row. Right. And in the last minute, that guy was spared. And jeez, so that's you, intense. You know, this is somebody who doesn't have to be doing that. This is somebody who, if they Instagram one post, probably make millions of dollars for that company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Her, Social media following, she's hundreds of millions of people as her captive audience. Yeah, well, and she's got that company, like the Skims clothing line. She's got a lot of ways yeah. to make money. She doesn't even have to have a TV show anymore. And, and, you know, she's studying for, in this season, like the baby bar, which is a big, important test. And it's coming down to the last time she can take it or she can never take it again. And mm-hmm. yeah, she was she was working hard at that. So. Yeah, it must be easy when you're rich, though, because then you can have the best tutors and you can have well, somebody yeah. come over and help you while they somebody else watches your kid. And One then, of her tutors was a law professor. Like somebody, yeah. You exactly. Imagine you could hire, you could go to U of T and bring in like the head of the law, le- law department and they're gonna coach you on how to pass it you're right yeah with that privilege of all the money and fame she has she has access to the best yeah of the best give me that kind of money i will impress you too with all the shit i get up to yeah but give you that kind of money you're not going to get a law degree i don't know 
I might You're become a surgeon. Get a yeah. surgeon to come teach me some stuff one on one. I mean, that would be handy to just do basic stuff like uh, close a cut. Do, <laughs> just to learn how to do stitches would be pretty cool. I think I'd have somebody teach me like some interior design stuff, and then I'd become like a high level interior designer. And then I'd have somebody like help me with my fashion. I'd have a personal trainer. I'd have three nannies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get a chef in there. Chef! And also, I, I just started watching, I haven't finished it, an interview she did with David Letterman on his Netflix show. Yeah. You know, and he brought up a really good point. And, you know, he's kissing their ass because they're sitting with him for 45 minutes. They got to, you know, do stuff. But, mm-hmm. he, you know, his point was that, like, you know, her, her whole thing is she's famous for being famous. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I don't buy that because, yeah, like, he, she was put in the spotlight thanks to the sex tape and her family relationship with like uh, her dad who was Rob Kardashian who was this famous lawyer who was on the OJ case. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's like it's one thing to be famous but to like start your own show and play your yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like most people on TV are playing a character. Yes. But she has to make her life interesting enough that people are going to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. And her audience is massive. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, not everyone can do that. I mean, like, I even, I think, oh, we should do more social media stuff. And you think about, like, oh, I'm going to film a little selfie video. <laughs> and you realize how hard and awkward that is to do. Yeah. And they're, like, being followed all the time with cameras. So in order to build that show and that brand the way they have, that is impressive. That's not just famous for being famous. Mm-hmm. Now, where she started to start that show was much higher than most people. But if her life wasn't interesting, mm-hmm. or if she wasn't doing things that captivated people, mm-hmm. they wouldn't watch, and the show would be gone. Dude, you know? I would rather do a reality show any day than be handed like a big, fat script that I needed to memorize. Instead, she gets to come up with all of her own lines that are ad-libbed on the spot, and then she's got a producer behind the camera making sure they get all the cuts. They're probably like, oh, you're going to work out? Okay, don't worry. We'll come and get that coverage. You know what I mean? No, I'd much rather have a script and be able to leave and not have cameras in my bedroom and in my house and following me around my day-to-day events. That being said, though, I um, I knew a few people that, that worked on uh, Laguna Beach, the reality TV show, mm-hmm. and um, The Hills. Mm-hmm. And from what I understood from what they were telling me, a lot of this stuff was scripted. Not like line by line, but it's like, we're going to put you in this situation yes. here. And then we want to kind of see this unfold. Yes. You know? There's a rough kind of outline yeah, as yeah, to yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kim's got to study for the test. So we got to make, we got to build some content around that. So we're going to come visit you when you're at your work and you're trying to be not distracted. And it's your birthday and your family shows up and they want to throw a quick little party <laughs> and not like, but you can't really party because, you know, the year before you went to Mexico on a plane and it distracted you and you failed the test. And yeah, like that. <laughs> They, they have plot points and storylines, yeah. but like they still, it's their life. They have to find those moments within their life. And yeah, they might create it. I would say like when you watch the Kardashians, they're not so much being put in situations where it's like, oh, uh, you remember Paris Hilton's one? Mm-hmm. They worked at McDonald's for a day and they were complete buffoons or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the simple life. They're not yeah. kind of being put in situations like that. It's more like Kim Kardashian's hosting Saturday Night Live. 
How is she preparing for that? Uh, is Kanye going to be on the episode? Mm-hmm. Who's helping her with her monologue? They show a scene where she's hanging out with Amy Schumer and they're going through jokes and Amy's like, don't do that one. Oh, that's funny. Oh, have you thought about this? And mm-hmm. so it's like things that's go- that are going on in her life. Look at me. I'm fucking doing a commercial for the Kardashians. <laughs> that's pretty cute. You got a crush. I don't feel as, I don't feel as <laughs> like, I don't think Court and Chloe have as much to offer. Mm-hmm. I think Kim definitely is the most interesting, followed I think by Chris, Courtney, Jenner. and Chloe. Don't care as much about that the show. Maybe yeah. you know what I mean. They're along for the ride a little more yeah. than in the driver's seat. Sure. And they certainly must have a deal with the Rolls Royce because every segment <laughs> transition shows like them arriving in a Rolls or a G wagon, and and it's featured like it's a commercial for the car. Does, do you want one now? Is Not a Rolls, a G-Wagon would be. I think I could really get into having a G-Wagon. A G-Wagon yeah. would be really cool to have. <laughs> you you have to like be a certain three... status to have a Rolls Royce. I, I, would, I feel, nah. feel silly getting yeah. out of a Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls yeah. Royce to me is like someone who's trying too hard to show how rich they are. Right. Yeah. And then you parallel park and you get a little too close. To them, and even... everyone's like, oh, you're an idiot. You just ruined your expensive car. I mean, you can see G-Wagons parked in average homes and whatever. Yeah, or, it's more the, approachable. I only found out like a year ago that those G wagons start at I think two hundred and fifty grand or something. They're crazy expensive. What? Oh yeah, the nice G wagons, like the the, I the didn't know that. ones that. Uh, well, the one that like Kendall Jenner and Kylie drive around in. Those ones must be probably four hundred thousand dollars because they're all custom, mm-hmm. they custom interiors and stuff. But yeah, those cars are two, a quarter of a million bucks. You could buy a, like, what's a Lambo cost, 300 Yeah, you could get close to a Lambo. You could get, it's the same price as, like, a, uh, the Lambo SUV, the Urus, um, for, for the G-Wagon. Uh, you could probably get a used Ferrari, you know, for, for around three hundred oh, yeah. grand. Yeah. I almost bought a, remember I told you, there was a used Ferrari for, for like, $22,000 <laughs> uh, when I bought my, not the car I have now, but the one before. Yeah. I was shopping for cars in 2010. The dealership just had, like, an old 308 GTS yeah, sitting yeah. in there. Yeah, you it can... ran. I don't know how well, <laughs> but it was like it was like less than twenty five grand. I know the problem is is going to be the maintenance on it once oh, you yeah. buy it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, for sure. It's a they'll charge you just as much for a brake job on the car as you paid for it for twenty five grand or something. Oh yeah. God, imagine! I, mean, I got a friend who's got a Porsche SUV. Every time he brings it in, like what? You know, Ah, uh, eight hundred, fifteen hundred. You know, mm. if it's just a simple oil change, it's still over five hundred bucks. If they're servicing brakes and stuff. Forget about it. Now it's like you know, <laughs> fifteen hundred, two grand. Not even new brakes, but just like, yeah. And especially on like Porsches, it, because of the way they design the cars, how the engines are all hidden and everything. If you if you're not a Porsche mechanic and have all the tools, like it's not like you're just going to bring that to Joe's garage on the corner and they're going to have all the stuff and know how to work on a Porsche. But the thing is, though, what I always say with people like that is if you can, you shouldn't buy that car if you're worried about how much the oil change is going to be. Sure, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I see people who have big power boats, mm-hmm. that the power boat, like it's, you know, maybe 45 feet, 40 feet. It, it costs maybe uh, 400000 500000 to buy it, but to fill it up might be four grand. But if you're really or or yeah, it's it, it, it usually takes thousands of liters of fuel. Oh so imagine, God. you know what I mean? And then you might use a whole tank to go uh, on a trip. Mm-hmm. So there's thousands of dollars. But if if you are buying that boat, you shouldn't have a cash flow issue. You should be buying gas should not be a problem. Right. You have to go in. 
But if I know. bought that, I'd be stressed over that the whole time. It would be the wrong boat for me to buy. Right. I shouldn't buy that boat. So I have a sailboat. The whole my whole trip, I used uh, probably I figured seventy five liters of diesel. Maybe 150 bucks for the trip I just did. That was like, you know, two, 24 hours of motoring. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not so bad. That's reasonable. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I won't have to spend that again till the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I might use another like 70 liters through the whole summer and then another 75 to get back. Mm-hmm. So I might spend, yeah, my fuel costs are nothing. And if it's windy, I get to sail and then I don't even have to use the engine. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the preferred mode. Everything in life is expensive, man. (laughs) Got to win that lottery. Yeah. Hey, uh, apologies, by the way, for the um, spottiness of the podcast schedule. Yeah, I got a lot of DMs uh, this week. What's up with the podcast? I know. We keep getting COVID on the show. Bundes uh, had it, and then we were off, and then Mora, what was wrong with you? You, Something happened with you. You got COVID. No, but there was was another. Yeah, you had to go to a funeral. I had a double funeral. And you were hosting the funeral party, (laughs) the wake or whatever. That was insane. So that kind of threw off that week, and then I got COVID. (laughs) So I was not in the studio and kind of off the air for a good chunk of that week. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So plus, we've also been, uh, we were talking to a, a consultant like a podcast consultant who was telling us how to structure these things because we're, we're i mean even though we've been doing it for a couple of years now we're relatively new at this and she was like you gotta do seasons you gotta lay it out in a season so people can dive into whole seasons of the podcast so i think yeah, we're nearing we're nearing the end of this the current s- season the season finale as we should call it i would say the season finale, finale. <laughs> makes that me feel like the door should open and there should be some cameos but uh, you know it's still COVID and you can't really do that these yeah. days how is your COVID Bundes you're now how, when you got it Easter weekend yes I, I feel pretty much fine right now I think I, I, don't, I don't have a cough or anything like that mm-hmm. um, and I can't tell if like if it's just me getting older no i think i'm fine like when i go to the gym and stuff i seem to be able to work out fine like i'm not my heart's not pounding out of place or anything like that so i I think at this point i'm okay i'm not having any like long COVID effects i'm hearing people talk about like lung capacity issues like they're not able to like do their cardio to the same level or the same hold your breath let's see how long you can hold your (laughs) breath for right now (laughs) i mean i certainly notice with mine like walking up i have like a skinny house so Mm -hmm. we have three floors that are above ground Mm -hmm. and our washing machine is on the third floor so if i was going from the basement up Mm -hmm. I would, at the top of the stairs, I was winded yeah. way more than I would normally. Oof. And I'm still feeling it in my chest. Yeah. You're like, still coughing a bit. In the mornings, yeah. I start like, ah, ah, you know. <laughs> and I'm still feeling it in my uh, sinuses a bit, in a bit. How long has it been? I was just trying to figure that out. Um, Isn't this your second This is week third week. Third week? It's yeah. been three weeks. I started getting sick on the t- 13th. So, one, two, yeah, it isn't, it's coming up on three weeks. Uh, actually, this will be released on the Monday, so it'll be just over three weeks, but as we record this, it's about that, so I guess it's not a shocker. Uh, yeah. You know, whenever I get sick these days, when you wake up at 3.30 in the morning, you can never get rid of it. No. It lasts like a month all the time. Yeah, totally. So, probably just like that. But the overall experience was very manageable, you I know? just, I don't know how I... Knock on wood. Huh. It was the one. If we had picked one person that was gonna get it on the show, it was me. It was you. Yeah, yeah. with for sure. the kid yeah. in kindergarten, yeah. exposed yeah. to all the germs and the bar. Yeah, 
You know. He probably, maybe you had it. You don't even. Maybe I had it. I doubt it. Yeah. No, I think I think you, after experiencing it, I think you would know you had it. Yeah, I mean, this idea that you can have it and not know it uh, with this variant that's around now, I think you'd have to be a five-year-old to be <laughs> to, to go through that. Like every single adult that I know that's had it felt it in some way. Yeah, some more severe than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every- it, it was manageable thanks to I would imagine the vaccine and uh, and all that because I I remember seeing video of people got it in the first wave. They like couldn't hold their breath in. You know, they're lying in bed gasping for air. Oh my god, that would be so frightening. So, so you don't feel like you no. you you went so deep in the pandemic that it's like ah, oh, I can't believe I got it at this stage. Come on, uh, I was on a roll. I was. I had so many <laughs> close calls that I was starting to feel a little indestructible. Yeah, there were so many moments where, like, there was one time I was driving around this girl in my car through, thanks to a hockey tournament. She ended up testing positive a day later. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. <laughs> Didn't get it. Uh, that night, after driving that girl around, I was at uh, a, a bar with some buddies. Mm. And one guy the next day is like, hate to tell you, I just tested positive. <laughs> then my other buddy got it, and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, I, I'm getting it. Didn't get it. Really? Yeah. Even the dinner party I went to, my wife got it before me. I think I got it from Deb. Like, I think I made it through the dinner party okay, even though a bunch of people got it there. You didn't get it till it got in your house. Till it was in my house, and I you think. couldn't avoid yeah. it. Then it was just like such a high concentrated dose. <laughs> Couldn't avoid it. Oh God! Yeah. Anyways, we apologize for all the pauses, but uh, you know, it happens. You know what we do, though? I'll tell you. We do a radio show every freaking weekday. <laughs> every. It's just like the weekday. podcast with some songs in between. Yes. Minus the swearing and no swearing, but the swearing isn't like a big part of the podcast anyway. We speak as freely. So if you're if you only listen to the podcast and you want to hear more of us. Every weekday morning from 5.30 till 9, we're on a radio station called Energy 95.3. You, have, you put it on your phone, you put on that app, uh, which is the, uh, Canadian, the Radio Player Canada app, and you just leave it on Energy. And every time you open up the app, it'll be right there. Boom. You press play. I just press play right now. Let's see how quick it takes to load the station. And it's there. Boom. You don't have to watch like four stupid commercials before it'll start playing it like some radio stations make you do. It's immediate. Yeah. It's instant. I love that. Yeah. And don't even worry about all the other radio stations that are on that app. They don't work. It's only Energy 95.3 that works. But we're on there every weekday morning, so you can check us out there even if there isn't a new podcast. But uh, yeah, appreciate you listening to we this do, as well. We do. Speaking of our radio show, I know we talked a little bit about this on the show, uh, but if you missed it, my daughter Harvest... Uh, has been talking to me about the male genitalia. She's five. Mm. And I'm like, what? And she's like talking about uh, the front bum of a man. A front bum? Front bum. Well, it's no bum. Oh, no. It's no bum. That's a, that's a hot dog up there. That's a penis. And yeah. you know what? Thanks to, I forget who it was, but a listener on our show just talked about how important it is to not have like code words and stuff. So I use vagina with her. You know, yeah. I use all the right terms. So I'm like, well, that is a penis. But I'm like, what the hell? Why is this coming up? Like, sure enough, she tells me that she, when she was sick, because she's had a really bad cold, and uh, Matt and her went to the cabin, Matt threw on a movie where she saw Full Frontal. Oh, yeah? And I'm like... Oh, uh, let me guess the movie. Yeah, guess the movie, please. I, uh, the movie that first comes to mind, 
And one that would totally take you offside because it took me, it was offside for me. It took me off guard, I guess, is the better word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be um, Forgetting uh, Sarah Marshall. They started watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You got Jason Siegel. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel. Full penis in the opening scene. <laughs> his girlfriend's breaking up with him while he's naked. Yeah. And it was just perfect. It was such a great scene because it was so awkward that he's getting dumped naked. You're in the right vein. Like, he thought that that a movie that was geared towards adults, she might get some enjoyment out of too. Uh, you know, okay. It's always so, a slippery slope with a, that. Though. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. As soon as you pick a movie, and I looked it up, sure enough, it's rated R. I'm like, what the fuck, man? She's fine. Rated R. Yes. Well, oh, that's not a. If geared... there's full, if that was forgetting Sarah Marshall, I'm sure it's rated R. If there's full frontal in it, like that's an immediate rated R classification. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. yeah. But if if they're gonna do that, they're not gonna do it for one scene usually they do it because they want the whole movie to be rated R like if the only reason why forgetting Sarah Marshall was rated R was because of the peen shot at the beginning right they would have ditched that because they would have a bigger audience if it was available to more people right but they wanted to put in more edgy comedy along the way yes. and, and roll with that yes yeah I was thinking maybe uh, it was Boogie Nights and you saw the, <laughs> saw the Diggler. Yeah. The Diggler oh all of a sudden came out. If he put Boogie Nights on for <laughs> my five-year-old, I would lose my shit. No. It's, it's amazing how you can start watching a movie, though, and how it can be completely inappropriate for kids and you forget. And I'll give yes. you an example of that would be um, Titanic. You think Titanic's oh, a pretty cool movie, mm. a little love scene. Kind of a family not, movie, Like a family sure. movie, but there's a hardcore sex scene where they're in the car and the hands are on the, the yeah. steamed up glass. Yeah, and, and you're like, what's going on what's in there? What's going on there? Totally. Yeah. No, it wasn't Titanic. Mm. Full frontal. Full frontal. I, and a, then a, a topless scene. A topless scene uh, with a woman. Yeah. It's freaking Hot Tub Time Machine yes! 2. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's left a lot of questions because I guess like in the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, you see a dick and balls. There's no way I would think to watch a movie with a five-year-old that I would pick Hot Tub Time Machine. That's, that is This is the shit that goes down when I'm not around. That movie's so vulgar. Yeah. I cannot believe that. It's not even close to a movie that it rides that line and maybe being a little too much for kids. He hasn't you know? really clarified. Like, I can't figure out if he put it on for both of them to watch or if she came out of the bedroom while he was watching it and she was up and he just like, but I'm pretty sure that he threw it on thinking it would be okay. Because also uh, one of the guys in, you know, g- travels through time and he's living like his best life in this. And he has a girlfriend that walks around the house topless with a great set of breasts. Yeah. So now Harvest is, th- she's been like, you know, she likes to put on costumes and stuff like that. She has her bum hanging out and she's been saying, I'm a fashion girl. I'm, I'm like, what do you mean you're a fashion girl? Cause like she came out, the topless woman came out and all the guys in the room were like, Hey, you know, oh, so she walks around topless in front of his friends. Yeah, too? she's like, hi. And everyone's like loving her. Right. Yeah. So now Harvest is like, I'm a fashion girl and her bum wow. is out. I'm like, fuck. No, that's not a fashion girl. Move. That was a miscalculation. That was like uh, when I watched and my my stepdad and mom had no idea. Risky business when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that was about... They didn't know what the movie was about. <laughs> it was about a guy who calls a prostitute, and he bangs her while his parents are away. Yeah. <laughs> and then he doesn't have enough money to pay her. 
And then the pimp Don't they comes. Don't fall in love? The pimp comes and steals all his shit. And then <gasps> he's got to get his shit back because he didn't pay the pimp in that moment. Mm-hmm. So he's got to raise money by turning his parents' house into a whorehouse. <laughs> a brothel. Yeah. Yeah. And then all his friends come and, and she the, the prostitute invites all her prostitute friends and all his friends pay for sex. And they have a big night. Including the recruiter for the university that Joel, <laughs> a.k.a. Tom Cruise, is trying to get into. Right. And then he ends up having a great time and he gets into the school. But spoiler alert. Yeah, that sounds rated R to me yeah, as well. Not I watched that movie as a kid with my uh, with my mom and stepdad. Mm. And that was... Uh, awkward. Awkward. I remember the first movie I snuck into, like rated R, I was underage, was um, I had a friend who got us tickets, me and like a couple of 14-year-olds, and we got into Kids, which is a gr- uh, actually a fucking great movie to see. I watched that <laughs> I, on a first date. As a kid. Oh, yeah. First date. <laughs> you told me this story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just about a guy who didn't know he had AIDS and he's having casual sex with virgins. That's what he does. And I was a virgin at the time watching this movie and I was like, oh, my God. Are yeah, there when, people he, like this out there? He does find out that he's HIV positive, right? At some point. At some point. But I don't think he yeah. changes his behavior. I don't know. I, I feel like when we were watching the first scene where Telly, the character you're talking about, <laughs> I still remember his name. Wasn't was it like, Casper or something? Casper was another guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think. I think Telly was the guy who was like, come on, let's have sex. Let's have sex, baby. And it was like, you know, a t- young kid. Yeah. Like it would be like my daughter's age probably. 15, yes. 16, like in that range. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure we knew he was HIV positive. Was it like he finds out he's HIV positive and then they cut to that scene? Something was, like that, yeah. It was so fucking awkward on a first date. Oh. The opening scene, like a first date. It was a girl it, I knew. It was a graphic we were, sex scene. It was the first, you know, movie we watched at my apartment, which was what we would consider a first date at university. You know, like we weren't going out for dinners and stuff at that age. A lot. No. Going to the I, movies. I went, well, I went to a, sm- a small town university, so it wasn't like they, we would go out to the clubs and stuff. Yeah. So like, how did it, what happened after the, the movie? Well, I think we banged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we had already made out a bit, but I, I think we made out. I don't remember. <laughs> I, think we banged. I, I think, you know, I knew her well enough that we laughed at how, like, ridiculous a movie this was. All we knew is that it was supposed to be this cool movie, and it was shot like a documentary. And, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was called Kids. Yeah. It's set in New York City with all these, like, city kids that are yeah. getting up to no good. Yeah, another classic I'll have to throw on for Harvest this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's kids. How is it's, this called called, kids. it's called kids. <laughs> it's called kids. It's going to be okay. family friendly. Fuck. I'm just like, I said to Matt, I'm like, I'm kind of pissed about this because now she's asking me a lot of questions. Like, and she knew, like I had to sit her down and I could see on her face. I'm like, oh no, she's, she's uncomfortable and she feels like something wrong happened. She told on dad. And oh. Like, oh fuck yeah hot tub time machine too <laughs> come on <laughs> honestly rated r guys rated r i might have to watch it myself today now that you bring it up it's not even a movie that ha- that you'd think is family friendly for any of it <laughs> i mean the first one was insane it was so funny though <laughs> it was so the funny the guy with the arm yeah they just kept waiting for his arm to get chopped off the whole episode that's not for a five-year-old no. <laughs> the whole scene no. in the bathroom when uh lugo there puts the soap all over his face 
pretending that he just got jizzed on. <laughs> I don't even remember oh my that. God. This movie's wild. Oh. I can't even believe it. It would be like there's something about Mary yeah. watching that yes. with your kid. Yes. Forgetting that there's a whole scene where the guy has jizz in his hair. <laughs> yeah. And then like, and then oh. she grabs some and puts it in her hair because he says it's hair gel. The mission was aborted. <laughs> like whatever happened, he stopped. The, as soon as the fashion girl came out topless, he aborted the movie and sent her to bed. From what I understand. From what you have heard. <laughs> what I've been told. That's what yeah. happened. But. Well, you're going to find out someday. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a penis looks like. <laughs> So you're not like his pee pee, his, his no. His. I'm like that's his penis, but like sure. when I we happened to throw on Hot Tub Time Machine two after she had gone to bed, and I saw what she saw, and it's just a cock and balls being waved <laughs> back and forth, like someone I don't know what do you call it when you look somewhere and then all of a sudden you see a penis and balls, like someone a uh, jump scare. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there a term for that? You get uh, oh, is that like from that other movie Waiting where they would show the yes. balls all the time? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 something like that happened. Yeah, like watching waiting, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm like, this is so wrong. This is so. I'm just p- picturing her seeing it, going, "What the hell is that? It looks like it's covered in skin." I, I don't recommend. have one. You just roll with it now. Now she's she's broken, so you might as well just throw on uh, um, Jackass. <laughs> you know, throw the latest Jackass one. There's all the whole opening scene is like this uh, Godzilla. That's really somebody's like. Balls and dick. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wreaking havoc. So oh. I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's like a whole opening scene, and it's Great. yeah, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me say something right now, as I get the music going again. Appreciate you checking out the podcast, and appreciate you missing it when it's not here. Yeah. Thanks for the support. What a song. Do you like it? Is this something you put on one of your yeah, playlists? Totally. Have you heard this before? I, heard, this I haven't heard this one. No, I haven't heard this one either, but it's cool. My daughter's a huge Kanye fan. Huge. But also a huge Taylor Swift fan. I'm like, you can't you can't be both. <laughs> and she's like, I know. It doesn't make sense, but I am. We'll talk to you soon. It's Tucker and Mora, and I got a confession to make. It is something horrible happened to me, and I'm embarrassed and grossed out. And it's kind of a gross story, but I feel like I'm going to share it with you anyway. You hesitated. You were like, do I bring this up on the show? Honestly, I haven't told anyone. I haven't told my wife. (laughs) I haven't told my brother who could relate to this to some extent. Well, I was on my boat Friday, and... um, (laughs) It was uh, pretty foggy out on the water. It was not a good day. I remember you on Friday wondering if you would actually get in the boat. Yeah, so I'm in the boat, and the weather wasn't ideal. And I'm moving it from one place to another, and I kind of just wanted to get the uh, trip done. Mm -hmm. And I went anyway. Visibility was poor. So I had to, like, constantly look out in front of the boat. Okay. 
just to make sure there was no other boats coming my way out of the blue, out of the mist, if you will. Sure. So if I went down below, I'd have to go down real quick. Anyway, I wanted to top up my Gatorade bottle Mm -hmm. with some water. Okay. I ran down below. I do this. I grab this water jug that's on the floor of the boat. I I dump some in the Gatorade bottle that was almost empty. Mm -hmm. And I go back up. And a short time while after, I take a sip of said Gatorade bottle and realize the bottle I used to fill up the Gatorade bottle didn't have water in it. I used that bottle the week before. <laughs> to what? To go to the bathroom. Yeah! Oh. No! Or it was a rude awakening. <laughs> oh, I took no. it. It was just a little sip. And then I realized something was awry. And then I, I was like, oh, no, not that. Did you spit it out or did it go down the throat? Oh, oh. I, I swallowed some. No! And I, no! No. Anyway, I don't even want to get into any more detail than that because no. it's it's a really gross situation. But what I want to know is, have you ever <laughs> unintentionally drank something because it was in the wrong bottle? You know, this is it must happen from time to time. This is entirely my fault. Even talking about it now makes me feel gross, and I'm sure it makes you feel gross hearing you, about it. You are yeah. a germaphobe. I can't oh imagine God. a worse person to take a swig of something like that. It's been three days, and I'm still worried about the health uh, consequences <laughs> as a result of doing this. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh, it's pretty awful. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what you've been through. Is this a common sailor issue? Like, this happens with sailors? Can you at least say you passed a certain test? Mm, well, I guess if you, like, I'm sure some sailors who were stuck out in the ocean on a lifeboat maybe tried this move. <laughs> there you go. But this was not intentional. Oh. I'm sure if you had, like, a trailer and, you you know, the problem is you use the bathroom on a boat or a trailer or anything like you gotta that. You got to pump, gotta it, pump out. it out. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to, like, start that process. So you drank it instead, no, which no, sounds yeah, way worse, yeah, no. by the way. That's why I used the water jug. Anyway, it's too much detail. <laughs> Have you ever unintentionally drank something because it was in the wrong bottle? We'll talk more about that coming up. Have you ever drank something by mistake? Uh, this conversation's not dying anytime soon, <laughs> it appears. Uh, Robert wanted to share his story. What happened to you, Robert? Yeah, during the pandemic, you know, there was a shortage of alcohol and stuff like sanitizer alcohol. So at work, we had like an 18-liter bucket of it, and our supervisor said, you know, we don't, if you guys don't have any, you're welcome to take some home. Yeah. So I filled up a 500-mil water bottle with it. With hand sanitizer, it, yeah. The hand sanitizer alcohol, yes. Put it in my cooler and took it home, and then the next morning, uh, you're half awake, you're not realizing what you're doing. I make a, a, a few cups of coffee uh, in the coffee maker, filling it up with that water bottle. We're on a, oh my we're, goodness, <laughs> I thought you just took a swig yeah. from the water bottle, but you made no. coffee with hand I made, sanitizer. No. I made coffee with hand sa- sanitizer, and then, yeah, not realizing, so then... You know, I do, I'm getting my lunch ready and stuff. I'm doing other things, and I'm, I come back into the kitchen, and, wow, the kitchen smells like it's just been cleaned. Like, it smells like... Fantastic. Like, yeah. Disinfected, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I disinfected it. So then I fill up a cup of coffee and, you know, take put my sugar in it, take a sip. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly, nearly fainted. Like, it was unbelievable. 
Well, don't they, and I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that hand sanitizer, one of the ingredients is like intentionally put in to make it taste awful. Oh, really? So that people don't drink it or want to drink it as a cheap way to get drunk or something. Yeah, and I guess it being so warm, it intensified it, and oh, I almost fainted. I ran to the sink, spit it out. I didn't swallow it. But I said, oh, my God. Then I realized what I did. (laughs) Yeah. You made a whole pot of coffee. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. And the coffee maker was destroyed. I had to throw that away because it was just. Really? It wasn't just sanitized? Like, I would have thought that might be something you'd want to do during a global pandemic. Good idea, but no, it didn't work out that way. Okay. Wow. That's You know what? People sometimes mislabel things or they put one thing in one jug and forget about it yeah and not label it sure and that's what happened to me so next time now i always put a big x or label it with what's inside and yeah oh my god that was awful smart well take care thanks for the story appreciate it my pleasure guys take care what's the number one reason cougars like younger men it turns out it's, it's the, not your looks. It's, it's not your looks. It's the smell, like baby smell, <laughs> you get. Mm. Take a whiff of that. And we're like, oh, yeah. Axe body spray, guys. <laughs> I, I got to think, Mora, it's because we are easy to comply with. We will do what you ask. <laughs> you say, you say, job, I say, hello. That's right. It's your enthusiasm. That's exactly right. Uh, no, that's not what it is. Cougarlife.com pulled its members and asked them to name the top benefits of dating a guy. Guy who's 10 or more years younger than them. Stamina in the bedroom <laughs> and recovery time. Okay. Shorter recovery, recovery time. time would, I would think that would come up, but the most popular answer was that dating younger guys, there are just more open-minded. Mm. Really? More open-minded. Physical attractiveness came in at number two, and then having a free spirit came in at number three. Open-minded and free-spiritedness, that seems like it's the same thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I, and I guess I was thinking sexually, but that it could be just open-minded in general, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just think like, about it. Like, the older you get, the more set in your ways yeah, you get. Yeah, about yeah. Any, about everything I don't want to do that tonight. Or, I want to do this. I always do this. Maybe it's just you open-minded because you're thinking the way younger people think today, and you're not like... Oh. It's not necessarily that you're set in your ways. It's just that your ways, the way you grew up, are just like a little borderline inappropriate or something. (laughs) Yeah. They also asked men to name the top benefits of dating a cougar. What do you think those are? Sex. (laughs) Sex, money. They don't blow up your phone. Uh, (laughs) Top three answers were more emotionally mature so i guess less drama okay yeah okay financial freedom there it is you don't have to buy them those expensive handbags bundles they already got them themselves (laughs) yeah Yeah. they don't need you for your money yes and they're more successful at work so i guess that plays into money again too confidence nothing about more attractive because of their confidence where is the confidence in the bedroom part nothing wouldn't that be the thing I mean, I, I feel like it should be on the list. Yeah. 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 The top drawbacks to dating someone who's much older or younger than you include that you have nothing in common, your friends have nothing in common, and people will probably judge you for it. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> That's the truth.
Yeah, it really depends, too, on w- what stage you're at when you are with someone who's significantly younger or older. Like, I remember dating somebody who was seven years younger than me, and my brother's like, what are you babysitting tonight? <laughs> <laughs> seven years? How, how old uh, was he? Uh, he was, like, in his early 20s. Okay, yeah. When I was 25, I was dating an 18-year-old, and that just felt weird. <laughs> you couldn't bring her out with your friends because they would judge you? Well, she, she couldn't come out because she wasn't old enough oh! to get in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just watching these videos of a guy. It's like things he didn't know until he was in his 30s. And then I was like, wow, I guess I didn't know either. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, did you know, without typing anything, mm-hmm. spell wheelbarrow. W-H-E-E-L-B-A- What's the last letter? W. It is. <laughs> That's all that really matters. It's a barrel. Yeah, not barrel. I thought it was a barrel. It's not a barrel. It's a barrel. Yeah. Come on. I didn't know that. I guess I've never, like, if I've written it, it just autocorrected. How often do you write the world wheel- wheelbarrow? It's like it's not something that comes no, up all the time. Very right? specific. I yeah. bought one once, and mm. now I don't need one because my property is like a thumbs, you know, a stamp size. So yeah. I gave it away to my buddy Don. That's the only time I've ever had to, I guess, you know, pay attention to it when I was shopping for them the first time. Probably okay. shopping for it. The guy was like, oh, "This guy, okay, he's pronouncing it all wrong." How do you button your shirt? Button it up. Yeah, from where? Where do you start? Where do you finish? Um, I probably start around the breast line, to be honest, and then I go up and down. Oh, interesting. What do you do? I start at the top, and then I work my way down. I do the same, but I bet you it's the other way. It's the other way around. You're supposed to start at the bottom and work your way up. Oh. That's according to, like, a costume designer. He probably knows a thing or two, yeah. And do you have, like, a little broom in your house or Mm -hmm. your cabin in the woods? Mm -hmm. How do you store that sucker? I just lean it against the old wall there. Oh, okay. Well, that's wrong. You got to you store Wait. your broom upside down. Oh, why? So yeah, bristles in the air. So the bristles are in the air and they stay straight. Because if you do it down and you rest it on it, they get squished. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's it. That's if you it trip, you're going face first into those bristles. And those bristles. Well, I would think I'd, I'd rather take <laughs> the bristles, bristles yeah. instead of just the shaft <laughs> of the thing right in your eye. Oh, my God. It'll impale your face. Yeah, but those bristles. Right like- in your throat. <laughs> Down your mouth. Down your mouth. <laughs> Next thing you know, like you've swallowed half the thing. Oh, no, to but your the, point. Those disgusting bristles that have swept up disgusting things on the floor. You want those in your face? I'll take that <laughs> rather than the shaft right in an eye socket. <laughs> Don't you think you have a better chance of surviving? I think so. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. Wow. It depends yeah. on the kind of fall you're taking. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous tips I've all ever th- heard. All three of those were new to me and uh, not all to you, but you learned something there. I guess I did. In terms of the shirt, yeah, <laughs> the bottom slat for the button is, yeah. is usually horizontal, which, okay. which means... It, it has a harder time coming undone, which allows you to fidget the shirt around to get it in a position as you're doing the rest of the buttons up. Mm. You just looked that up? Is that what it says? Yes. Oh, okay. Whereas okay. if you go the other way around, it, buttons can sometimes pop out as you're doing up your shirt because oh, of the, they have the vertical stretch. slit. That's too tight, that shirt. <laughs> that shirt is way too tight. <laughs> it's too ripped for this shirt. Just buy a shirt that fits properly and you don't have to worry about if you start at the top or the bottom. But like, Maura, you do a little at the top, a little in the bottom, back up to the I top. I have to say, 
the bottom. With my shirts, I often end up looking down and being like, oh, God, I got it all off. Uh, the buttons are off. Yeah. You know? That I happens to me up. with duvet covers. Be like, wait a second, there's an extra hole here. Are you kidding me? I gotta do the whole thing over again. We've, uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, hey, if you're looking forward to another season of Handmaid's Tale, you should know this. One of the key characters not returning for season five. They're They're done. Who is it? Emily. She's the one who got the baby out for June. Yeah, she's know? like the doctor, isn't she? Like, yeah, like yeah. a professor. She's a professor, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, and she's like, she made me cry so many times when me she got too. back to Canada, that episode, when oh. they like, she's getting rescued and she's got the baby, and you're like, oh. oh my God, it's all happening. I don't want any spoilers, but when you get to the other side, I was just expecting... A different vibe, but yeah, it's yeah. like it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> well, they're all dealing. They're all like PTSD. They're yeah. all dealing yeah. with post traumatic stress. Watching yeah. a show because it's fiction, you could say, "Oh, I want them just to come to Canada. Get to Canada. Get, yeah, it's get there, and then it's just like a big party, party. rave every night. Yes. Instead, everyone's dealing with like these horrible PTSD stuff and yeah. all the people that they left behind and, and they, guilt, and they can't get yeah. back to their old relationships because everything's yeah. changed. You're like, yeah. oh man, bummer. <laughs> Sold me on watching this show. Oh, yeah. You got to watch it, though, Bundes. I actually think you would really like it. To be fair, I haven't been watching anything lately. Like, I just watch sports pretty much. That's it. Oh, my God. If I was you, I'd just be watching shows all day. Yeah. I don't have control of my TV, right? I'm watching Paw Patrol and... Yeah, you got Blippy. Do you guys you know who Blippy is? No. You know who Blippy is? No. Blippy is the new Pee Wee Herman, essentially. Oh, yeah? Is it live action? Blippy? Oh, yeah, he's there and he's taking you through the mail. Take, go to the water park with Blippy and he's quite the guy. Wait, you say that like he's not quite the guy. <laughs> like, is, he, is he rude to people? Uh, like, what's yeah, your he's got an interesting outfit here. That's a, it's a fun hat and just, orange glasses. He's just slightly annoying. He's a, a little bit of an annoying voice, kind of like Pee Wee Herman used to do as well. You know, <laughs> I'm Blippy. And then we run around and experience things with Blippy. Oh, he's bow tie guy. Blippy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. He does have like kind of an outfit like Pee Wee Herman used to have. Right? Yeah, he's ripped off Pee Wee Herman and made like a newer version of it. Yeah. And I had a friend over who's like, oh, we don't watch Blippy at our house because there's like some scandalous past that he used to have. Like, Oh, the actor who played yes, Blippy? Yes. Oh, yeah, seriously? He used to like do some like not favorable YouTube videos involving like, I don't know, poo or something. <laughs> Blippy. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, what? Blippy has a shady past? Oh, I, I'm, I'm going now in a second. I'll be going down the Blippy rabbit hole. Oh, no. I got to find out more about this Blippy. <laughs> Seriously, I don't think you want to. Would you let your kids watch a popular children's TV show if you knew that the main character did some pretty horrible things on YouTube prior to getting that gig as a children's TV character? Mm-hmm. Maura was telling us about this guy, Blippy. He, uh, he's, he, Totally seems like he's ripping off Pee Wee Herman's bag. I sure have a lot of fun exploring with my Blippy Mobile, don't I? <laughs> Wait a you know, second. Like, yes, yeah, so that's very Pee Wee Herman. Fun for you. <laughs> that little laugh and stuff. Ready? Three. He's wearing a bow two, tie and suspenders. One. Yes. Quirky. Whoa, cool. 
So anyway, I guess he's quite popular now. Oh my God. Harvest, my daughter will just like watch Blippy endlessly unless I turn it off. Like I'm like, okay, enough with the Blippy. We all just went down a Blippy rabbit hole because Moore's like, I'm pretty sure there's some sordid history with this guy and he used to make pretty like raunchy videos before becoming a TV uh, kids guy. This is what friends told me. They came over. I'm like, should I throw some Blippy on for the kids? And they're like, oh, we don't watch Blippy. He has a bad past. I'm like, what? Yeah, so I, I searched Blippy, and then it's like, why we don't watch Blippy, the Reddit thread. <laughs> and then I start reading, and it's like, I've uh, I've heard very little about Blippy, but what I did here was good. Things like he was educational, so I watched some with my kids. I almost immediately got that feeling that there was something off about this. <laughs> something I couldn't put my finger on, but I didn't like. You know, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. just tell. Yeah, yeah. This is before I ever heard any criticism at all about Blippi or the man behind the character. And then it goes on to get into the fact that we need to discuss the infamous defecation video. That's right. Okay, so before he was Blippi, this guy was a filmmaker, if you could call it that, in L.A., and he created what he would call like comedy videos under the name Steezy Grossman. <laughs> so <laughs> he made low-budget, low-brow comedy videos with titles like Turd Boy and Underwear Man. And in one video, he takes an explosive diarrhea on his nude friend's butt. <laughs> In a truly shocking rendition of the Harlem Shake. Oh, Blippi. What? Whoa! Yeah, this is so much fun. Now, Blippi does say, yes, I did make a gross out comedy video when I was in my early 20s, long before I started Blippi. Like, he regrets it. He regrets it. You know, now it's... Yeah, well, because he's got this thing that's actually working. This guy will do anything to be famous. Like, that's what it comes down to, right? And he succeeded. And, And then he found something. It just so happens it's something that probably this past makes you know it has an effect on Mm -hmm. if he had been a children's tv character and then became gross grossman or whatever his name was grossman Grossman, (laughs) it it would have been like the right way to do it but you can't be gross guy and then become children guy you know what i mean it has to go the other way around yes that's correct now bundus has watched it's gross, man. I'm upset. Even Bundes, if it's too much for Bundes, that guy's got a pretty high threshold for watching weird stuff. This is this is just it's weird. Like too it's much. Weird. Eh? It's just it's it's because like they both stare at the camera the whole time while they're doing it with this huge grin on his face, and he's got the glasses and bicycle helmet on while he's doing. It. He's just bouncing back and forth, smiling, and it's like, what is happening? What is yeah. going on? What is this? Yeah. Anyway, now you know the truth about Blippi. Oh, and just so you know, yeah. Dave said Blippi's net worth is $75 million. Gets to keep all that cash, right? Because he did it himself. Yeah, this is so much fun. Oh my yeah. God, he is having fun. Asking the question, what is something we're all overpaying for? Because it's a scam. They're scamming us. <laughs> I got to put gasoline on the top of that list, sucker. Oh, 100% gas. I mean, look, there are things that affect the price of gas. We get it. But they always have other excuses 
for why the price has to be high headed into a long weekend or like you're oh, so demand. right oh it's raining in india no it's uh, <laughs> you know there was a crash on the interstate in mississippi and you're so right. gas prices are up. you're like come on it's because it's friday of a long weekend and everybody's driving somewhere yeah they, right they just they are addicted to making tons of dough even when the price of oil crashed like just was a fraction of what it once was they still, the, the gas prices didn't reflect that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if the price of oil goes up, it's like, oh, well, you got to raise the price of gas. It's the price of oil. Sorry, guys. And then the price <laughs> goes down. It's like, sorry, it's something else. It's, uh, yeah, it's Tuesday. And uh, a lot of people decide to drive today. <laughs> I also am going to throw lattes on that list. Oh, coffee. Coffee for sure. Coffee costs pennies. Like, the the beans are not expensive. But you know what is expensive? Rent and staff and tables. Mm -hmm. And uh, look, Maura, you ran a coffee shop and got out of the business because you just couldn't make enough money on those 18 (laughs) cent cups of coffee. It is the milk that costs you a fortune because the milk has a shelf life, right? And it's always going bad. And then everybody expects to have cashew milk, almond milk, every single kind of oat milk became big and oat milk's more expensive. Now you have to have 18 different kinds of milk behind the counter or somebody's upset at you. In the last few years, even Starbucks is shutting down tons of operations. Mm-hmm. You know, like the only way for that to be lucrative is to have crazy turnover. Yes. drive throughs Yes. You know what I mean? Turnover. Tim Horton style drive throughs mm-hmm. where they're just pumping their cars through. Yep. One after another paying three, four dollars. Boom, boom, boom. Then you start making money. Mora opens up a coffee shop. Someone goes in, they spend $4, and they sit there for three hours on, on their the laptop. Wi-Fi. Yeah. What's the Wi-Fi password? You know what I love about this place? I can download all my movies. Somebody yeah. said that to me. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of movies are you downloading over there? Yeah, so 18 cents for beans, <laughs> but then everything else that you have to pay for. So I don't know. I Would you put coffee in that category? I guess maybe. I don't know if we're getting scammed, but it's definitely more expensive than making it at home mm-hmm. how about canadian cell phone plans yes oh yeah having yeah. a cell phone i'm you, torn on that one but yeah you like, travel somewhere else you're like what it's so cheap to get a phone here yeah but, but then you got to look at a couple of things i i agree i think we're getting overcharged mm-hmm. but our population density for the size of our country is pretty low like it, you go to the uk and they got way more people in a space that's the size of like barely a province. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went there. I got a SIM card because my sister used to live in the UK. I was going to be there for 10 days. Mm-hmm. It came with, I think, seven or eight gigs of data. It was 15 pounds. So like 25 bucks. I was yeah. able to just get a pay-as-you-go card. <laughs> and it gave me more data than I had on my regular plan in the city that I was paying like $60 for. That's the truth. Yeah. You know what, Maura? It sounds like a corporate show to me. Yeah. Look, we are paying more than we should for sure. But they also have to put towers in the middle of nowhere where no one lives. Sure, just but so let we the people in the middle of nowhere pay for that. Why do we, who live in the city center over here, <laughs> you know why? have to pay I, for it? When I'm driving from city to city, I don't want to be like, I lost them. What happened there? <laughs> I was on or, the phone and I was, I was streaming Tucker and Morris podcast. It just disappeared. <laughs> uh, what is something we're all over paying for? Because it's a scam. What is something we're all overpaying for? Because it's a scam. Uh, Trevor, what's that one thing that uh, that's something we're all overpaying for? 
So in the past, a few years ago, I invested into an eyeglass company, and I found out the actual price of, of um, lenses and frames um, for eyeglasses. Don't be telling me this after I just spent almost $800 on two pairs of glasses. What? Oh, man. Well, I went with something a little nicer than I normally would. Okay, so what does the average pair of eyeglasses cost an eyeglass company? So lenses go for anywhere from $1.99 to maybe $15 for a progressive lens. Okay. And frames, the most we've ever paid for a frame, even the designer, like the Gucci, the Prada, the Nike, we have paid $40 maybe for. They told me these were made in Italy. You got hoes! Absolutely. (laughs) Do not. It It is a racket. We pay way, way too much money for eyeglasses. You know, I, I thought I was getting a really good deal because I bought uh, three pairs of glasses lately, and they were 150 bucks each with lenses and everything. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay for rent and all that stuff too. It's and you got to pay staff, and you got to have like trained people there. So it's not just the cost of the glasses you have to factor in. Like we were talking with coffee shops, mm. but if lenses cost a dollar to fifteen, and sometimes if you have really intense glasses, they're charging you seven hundred for those lenses. That seems a bit extreme. Very extreme. Like my dad wears glasses. He's got all the different. Thickness, like they're yes. made extra thin yes. because his prescription's so yeah. strong. He's got all the levels of progression, uh-huh. and I think he pays about sixteen hundred dollars for his glasses. <gasps> wow! And what would that? What, would, what do you think that costs the business? Less than a hundred dollars. Oh! Don't tell PT that. <laughs> I, I think I want to <laughs> get in your line of work, Trevor. The return seems pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely, it was it was lucrative business. Okay, ah. Trevor. You, you, wow, I don't want to know this in some cases, but I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Great. Have a good day. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy ninety five three. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.